Hey, what's up? Welcome back to She Wakes Up. I'm your host, Stacy, but we are totally not here to listen to me talk today. I have a phenomenal guest on the show, and this is somebody that I have recently connected with and somebody that I've kind of dug into learning more about and what she's doing in the women empowerment space. She is so unique with what she's doing, both in business and life, that we can all learn something from her as a woman. She really does dig deep into who she is, and this has been a journey for her. So she's coming on to share her healing and transformation journey that didn't happen immediately. It wasn't like a light bulb went off. And unfortunately, something had to happen to her for her to actually connect with herself and come up out of the shell that she's always kind of hid in because, you know, we try to fit in. We don't ever want our differences to stand out because it's scary and it leaves us vulnerable and we don't want to be judged or bullied because of it. And some of these things have happened to her, but what she's been able to do is come up out of her shell and through that, you guys, her work and how she just speaks with such energy You can feel that what she says comes from her soul. And it's something that I feel I know I want to be more in tune with. And as you know, for anybody that has listened, that this year for 2022, my word was alignment because I want to be more in tune with what lights me up. I want to figure out who I really am and what my purpose is, what I should be doing. And I don't want to have to apologize for it. And I don't want to have to be afraid to show up as that person because of, you know, the judgment or the failure and all the things that we talk about. She's got the hang of it. Like what she's doing is just amazing. Her name is Megan Claire Hatfield, and if you haven't yet heard of her or you don't know what she does, please pause this episode, go find her on Instagram at Megan Claire Hatfield, or go check out her website. Do both, please. I really do encourage you to do that. But she just is a breath of fresh air with what she's doing, and it's unique, and that's what's amazing, is she's unlike any other woman that I have seen in this space, and that's what made me feel drawn to her, where I reached out and oh my gosh, she just happened to reach back out and agreed to do this interview. So here we are. I'm sitting down with the lovely, the bold, the brave, the unique, the rebellious, wild soul, Megan Claire Hatfield. Megan is a business, intimacy, and leadership mentor for rebel-hearted women and soul-led entrepreneurs. Doesn't that just sound amazing and beautiful? Like you just want to go and do all the things that she's doing right now because you're like, Yeah, that sounds freaking fabulous. She's also an author on top of everything else of The Strange and Unusual Creatures. That's the title of her book. And I actually just picked up my own copy and started reading it. I'm telling you, I went down a rabbit hole when I found Megan and connected with her. Like I went on her website and I was looking at all the things I had signed up for one of her recent webinars. I am highly considering her mastermind that we're going to talk about later in the show. Um, Like she's on the show. I can't believe it. Like I'm a little geeky, giddy girl right now because I'm so pumped to have run into such an amazing human. Anyways, back to Megan. (laughs) She is the founder of Her Alchemy, which is a lifestyle and empowerment brand for ambitious, rebellious women with big, wild, soul deep dreams. Her Alchemy provides transformational experiences for female business owners and leaders through next level coaching programs, high touch mentorship, and unforgettable workshops that embolden women to step into their most powerful voice and presence, transform their shadows into superpowers deepen their feminine leadership, and expand their soul's mission into a global movement. You guys, I'm telling you, she is phenomenal. You're just going to love her. So let's just not wait any longer and dive right into the interview. 
All right, Megan, welcome to She Wakes Up. I am just so excited to have you here and I would love for you to share. I'm going to get to know you on this episode because I really don't know a whole lot about you. I've followed you on your social and I know that you have her alchemy and I just love what you're doing, but I really want to dig into who you are. So do you want to introduce yourself and just let the world know who Megan is and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. I would love to. I am Megan, Megan Claire Hatfield in my business, <laughs> but in the real world, I just go by Megan. Yes, I am the owner and founder of Her Alchemy. I am a business leadership and intimacy mentor, and I help rebel-hearted entrepreneurs and soul-led women in business lead a business and a life that sets their soul on fire. Um, and how I got started, actually, should we just dive into like how yes, I got but, started, just yeah. the whole thing? Okay, great. Oh, lovely. I have my warm tea here so we can just pretend like we're sitting by the fire together talking about it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I got started because of pretty intense five year long experience with chronic Lyme disease. Um, I was diagnosed when I was about 22 years old. And um, before then I was actually on the path to becoming like a fitness coach slash motivational speaker slash fitness writer. I was kind of like doing all the things in that area. I was working at soul cycle. Um, but I felt like something was off in my life and I felt like something was off in my heart as well. I wasn't feeling totally, um, aligned with my soul's true path. I didn't even know what that was. I, I wasn't, you know, socializing much. I didn't have many friends. I didn't feel super close with anyone and I didn't feel close with myself. Um, And I just felt really lost at that time in my life. And a few months into um, my 22nd year, I got really sick with full body aches and chills and exhaustion. And I had all of these weird symptoms that totally took me out. I had to move back home with my parents. Um, And, you know, it's really common for people with chronic Lyme to not get diagnosed until like many months into their illness. Um, and so I was diagnosed with all sorts of stuff like adrenal fatigue, depression, you know, oh, it's like your thyroid and just a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and then finally I found a doctor that was just like, wow, yeah, you've been sick for what, like six months now. Cause I, I was sick for six months before I got diagnosed, like really not great. Um, and she was like, yeah, you have all of the symptoms of Lyme. So I would love to test you for that and get you to the right doctor if that's what you need. And I was very positive on that test amongst like a bunch of other co-infections and um, other things that needed my attention on my blood work. But yeah, the main thing was that I was positive for chronic Lyme and that just like really brought me to my knees. It um, was a big moment of like, I think I knew that it was going to be a big turning point in my life. I didn't know that it was going to take me that long to heal. I think if I, if you had told 22 year old Megan, oh, by the way, like you will be in this until you're 26 and a half. She would have been like, I am out. Fuck this. Fuck this. I am out. I don't want like, no. Um, but you know, I, it changed my entire life and, you know, I'll try and make this long story a little bit shorter, but basically I I started out with Western medicine. It didn't work for me. I tried antibiotics, all of the typical things. Um, And, you know, it started out with, you know, you'll be better in three months. Um, If it's acute Lyme, it usually clears within 90 to three months of, or 90 days to three months of antibiotics. If it's chronic Lyme, it'll take longer. There's no cure. 
for chronic Lyme. So hopefully it's not that. And we don't know if you'll get better. And I was like, okay, three months later, still wasn't better. Um, did another three months of antibiotics still wasn't better at the end of six months of treatment. So then they were like, you have chronic Lyme. We're really sorry. Um, looks like it's neurological. It impacted my nervous system. I was just getting sicker and sicker. And at such a young age, like I had so much grief around that. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm like going into like the depths of the story. So let me like make it a little bit quicker, but I ventured out into spiritual, holistic, emotional, alternative healing changed my life forever. Still took me years to heal and to get better, but it was the most extraordinary experience of my life. And from that point, I got certified as a holistic wellness coach because I was so passionate about healing. Um, and I did, um, breath work, breath work, meditation, um, EFT tapping. I did nutrition coaching, basically anything that involves a woman's healing. I dove deep into that, started my own business. Um, and yeah, I did that for years. And then I branched out into just empowerment coaching when I decided that I was kind of done with, you know, telling women that they needed to heal because I was like, you know what, what if none of us need to heal? And what if actually like none of us are broken? And what if it's actually about learning how to like live your life fully alive, no matter what, instead of just being like, when I heal, I will live the life that I want. You know what I mean? Cause that's the yeah. pattern that I see a lot of clients and then my empowerment coaching business evolved into what I do today, which is not just business coaching, but like primarily feminine leadership coaching and also intimacy coaching, which is the crux of like so much of what I talk about. So that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> that's awesome. It's such a phenomenal journey and what you're doing is so unique. You know, I was talking to my husband about you and what you're doing. Um, you know, we were talking about the source, which you will dive into a little bit later on the episode, but just inspired by the direction that you chose because it's so unconventional with what coaches are doing. And I just think that's awesome. I think as a mindset coach, tapping into your femininity is just a beautiful thing that we are not taught to do. Yeah. And I absolutely love that direction. So prior to having this condition that was debilitating, it sounds like for quite some time, having this journey through healing were you, was it that point where you felt like you had that rebel soul or did it go back into like your younger years? I know for me, like I've always been the one that never really wanted to do what everybody else was doing. And a, some of it was intentional just because I was like, well, I don't want to do that because everybody else is doing it. But it also was that whole alignment piece where it was just like, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon because that doesn't sound phenomenal. And I don't you know, want to do that. So can you tell us a little bit more about that background and did it start when you got sick or was there something underneath all of who Megan was before? Absolutely. Yeah. My rebel soul definitely came out when I was, this is so typical, but when I was 13, really <laughs> for, for most of us, it comes out when we're like young teenagers. Right. Um, yeah, I experienced, um, I'm going to have a sip of water. Hold on one second. Go for it. I'm going to join you actually. Amazing. <laughs> Listeners, go hydrate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's good for> <laughs> yeah, so, I got my one bottle that I fill up daily, so I don't have to ever refill it. And then I know I'm going to go. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so I experienced um, actually my first bout of depression when I was 13 years old. Um, I was experiencing a lot of bullying in school. I 
was experiencing anxiety and, you know, I had undiagnosed ADD and I felt insecure and I felt, um, sad and I felt confused about the world in general and the way that the world operates. And yeah, I had this experience with depression when I was 13 years old that totally changed my life. It was like this dark cloud that just came over me and I just couldn't shake it off like for months. Um, eventually I was able to shake it off. It was my first experience with like a depressive, you know, period of time, but I, I shook it off after a few months and, you know, I started therapy at that age and I realized that I was deeply, deeply, deeply sensitive and that I've always been sensitive. I was born sensitive. I was born kind of seeing the truth of what's underneath of what's going on, like not only people's energies and their emotions, um, but also like, I kind of looked around at, at, at the world, like ever since I was really, really young and been like, oh, okay, so we're playing this game. We're all in these roles, you know, um, and we're all doing these things every day and getting in our cars and driving your, my parents are driving to work. I'm going to school and they're training us. It seems like to become like a part of the system. I don't really know what that system is yet, but like, I kind of like got the gist of like kind of what was going on when I was younger and then becoming a teenager getting super bullied and also just like coming into my womanhood. I, yeah, I got, I got depressed. And then I coming out of that, I just got really angry. I got angry and I got, um, really like just kind of, but yeah, angry at the world, um, angry at the way that women are treated, angry at the way that, um, we're expected to, be a certain way in school, angry at the way that, you know, I felt like I couldn't fit in. I felt like I, I was very misunderstood. I felt um, angry at the way that people treated each other, actually. Um, and, you know, teenage girls are just vicious, but I didn't, I didn't, um, it was, it's heart-wrenching for me. Um, and then coming into my 14th year, that was like the beginning of high school, I walked in a rebel and, you know, I was just like, no one's going to fuck with me. I, I got my fishnets. I got my, my, my jean shorts. I got my, my backpack with a wolf painted on it. I've got, you know, eyeliner painted all over my face. I was like I a rebel. It. Yeah. I was I like a rebel without, without a cause. Like now I say I'm a rebel with a cause, but when I was a teenager, I was for sure a rebel without a cause. Um, and I, um, definitely gained a stronger backbone in, in high school. And I, you know, was, I, I realized very quickly though, that I could not really be that and graduate and like survive and have friends and like do well in school. Cause like, you know, I, I had this alter ego self that I use in my business today, which is like a whole other conversation, but her name is Violet. Um, and Violet is both my dark and my light. She's my joy and my pain. She is my rebel and my angel. She is the version of me without my fear. Um, and she was just like, you know, if it was up to her, I would not have done high school. I would have, you know, went to go live. <laughs> like, I went, I would have gotten my, um, my GED and I would have like moved to the city and become an artist and started my life early, but I was too scared. And I didn't know what I was doing. Like my mind and my rational self was like, no, you need to like graduate high school. And I didn't have the bravery at that time to be fully me. And, um, 
I, I kind of killed that part off of, off of myself and sophomore year, you know, turning 15, 16, I became this like representative of myself. I became the Megan that everyone liked. She was, you know, uncomplicated. She was unproblematic. She wasn't controversial. She wore the same clothes that everyone else was wearing. You know, she was on a bunch of medication that faded her emotions. So she didn't have this like intense passion and, and feeling in her heart. She wasn't as sensitive. You could like throw insults at her and it would just bounce off her chest. It didn't sink into her. I felt bulletproof, but really I was like, I kind of dying inside. Yeah. My wild spark, my, my flame was kind of just dimmed. And that got me through high school though. When I graduated and I went on to, you know, the normal path. And then I got sick and that brought me to my knees. And that like really, um, actually saved my life because I was going down a path that wasn't me. I was going down a path that was made for me that I saw my, my sweet, sweet siblings who I love so much, but were so different. I saw them go down this path. My parents went down this path. Everyone I knew went down this path. Um, but it was, it was killing me because I, I didn't know who I was yet. And, and I didn't know, and I knew that I wasn't on the right path, but I didn't know like how to fix that because I didn't know who I was yet. <laughs> so it's almost like this intense life event needed to happen so that I could reclaim who I really am and, and learn who I really am so that I could go on the path that I was born for. Um, but yeah, my experience with Lyme was just really, really eye-opening because it, it's so, um, sad because for the first like six months or so of my illness, it was just Western medicine and antibiotics and doctors telling me, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that in order to get better. And if you don't do this, then you might be sick for the rest of your life. And eventually I was like hooked up to an oxygen tank. It was so bad. I had like an IV in my heart arm with, with antibiotics. I became a shell of myself. I became a ghost of Megan. It was heartbreaking. And my parents, they love me so much. They like watched it all happen. I was living with them at the time. And at the point of like six months in when I still wasn't better and they were like, okay, you have chronic Lyme. So you can basically enter this phase of chronic Lyme treatment where we just try a bunch of things um, and kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what works. Um, and that's exactly what you want to hear when you're going through this at such a young age too. You want yeah. answers and nobody's helping you out. You don't know where to turn. And the last thing you want is to be an experiment, you know, mm -hmm. and then to be told that you may or may not come out of this. So you yeah. really had no light at the end of the tunnel for you. It was just like, let's just try all the things and see what works. Exactly. And I did that for like another year or so. Um, and the, the timeline kind of gets mixed up for me because it's just more like in chapters and in phases rather than in exact months and years. But I did that for around another maybe nine months to a year. Um, and it's the tone kind of switched to like, let's get you better to let's make you as comfortable as possible. Let's try and suppress your symptoms let you let, let's let's get you to live a life that is okay and that like just as someone who was born knowing that they were meant for something extraordinary like that like ripped my heart out I was just like wow and and you know chronic Lyme the culture of chronic Lyme is really depressing there's like really no uh positive stories out there there's a few but they're hard to find like if you just google 
chronic Lyme and you go on the forums, you're like, damn, this is dark. This is like, like not a lot of people get out of it. Or so I thought what I learned later is that the people who get out of that world stay out of that world and they don't go on the forums and say, Hey, I'm like in remission now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I just, I was like, you know what? Violet had this like resurgence inside of me, the, my, my rebel soul, my, my flame. And I I just had this rebellion in me that was just like, well, you know what? Like, if I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life, I might as well make it a fucking beautiful life that I'm proud of. I might as well live an extraordinary life where I fall in love and I have sex. Like at that point, I had been celibate for like years, just focusing on my healing, closed myself off from all relationships. But I was like so bored because that part of me was just like dead. I want to make art. I want to have a I want to have a business. I want to write a book. I want to make, make impact. I want to have conversations with people that change their lives. And I want to travel and I want to get out there. Like, I don't care if I'm sick while I'm doing it. I just want to live my life. Like, I don't want to heal anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I completely broke free. I told my doctors what I was doing. And at that point they were just like, look, we just want you to get better. And if this is your path and this is your path and power to you, you know, I had one doctor who was like, mm, this is a bad idea, but most of them were like pretty supportive. And from that moment on, I let my body and my soul guide my healing rather than my mind listening to like these doctors telling me what to do, right? Which wasn't working. And I had spent so much time on that, but I listened to my body and I listened to my soul. And that led me into deep somatic work. I found a beautiful, amazing uh, somatic therapist who guided me deep within my body to help me feel these trapped emotions and, and traumas that I had been walking with for, for most of my life. Um, I found a spiritual healer who did past life regressions with me. I found a subconscious coach person who helped me like rewire old beliefs. I did amygdala retraining, like retraining the stress response part of my brain. Um, I started eating intuitively. I stopped following these weird diets where like everything was off limits. And I just started eating what felt good to my body. I reconnected to my feminine energy, which is like the most tender part of my journey that still makes me want to cry because that, that part of me was truly like dead for, for, for years. And when it, when she came back alive, when I gave her permission to come back alive inside of me, that's what like really brought the life force and health back into my body. Um, yeah, I did like self-expression work and sexuality work. And I started writing and I started writing my book and, and one by one, my symptoms fell away. Like my breathing returned back to its full range. My my body started to function again. I started to feel strong again. I started to exercise again. I, I you know, decided to start dating again. And immediately my first date after like several years of being single was Charlie, my now fiance. I fell in love. I fell in love with myself Um, And then I reached a state of complete remission and I have not had any symptoms. Let's see what year is it? It's 2022. I'm literally like, look, when I talk, I literally lose sense of time. I'm like, I don't know what year it is. Like I'm just channeling right now. Look at my calendar. It's 2022. Okay. Time doesn't exist. Whatever. I haven't had symptoms for, for three years. I do still have some thyroid autoimmune issues, which I've had since I was like a kid, since I was 11. Um, but they rarely present any problems for me. They're more just like little guideposts that tell me, Hey, like, you know, you need to rest today or, Hey, there's an emotion that you need to feel, or, Hey, there's a truth that you need to speak. You know, I'll get more tired or, or I'll, you know, need to pace myself a little bit more. 
Um, and then I do that and I, I tend to my sweet, sweet body. And then I'm back to like, you know, full health and, and radiance. So these symptoms that I still have, they're so mild compared to like, they're not Lyme symptoms. They're just autoimmune thyroid stuff that pops up sometimes, but they're mostly gone to be honest. And yeah, remission is beautiful. And I just want to scream it from the rooftops. Like I, you know, if you have Lyme or any kind of autoimmune illness where you can't find a light at the end of the tunnel and you can't find a success story, like you are the success story that you're looking for. And also like, you are not broken. You don't need to heal. You just need to come back alive and be reborn. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's a fair amount of rebellion that was involved in that healing for sure. Definitely. But you know what, that I just kept hearing you say, I found myself, I'm finding myself the entire time that you were going, like you said, one thing at a time, but throughout all of that, you were finding who that true Megan was like you were, you had that rebel soul to begin with, but you were kind of trained to not emphasize that. And then you got sick and then you had to shut down and fight. And then once you started to tune back into who you were slowly, but surely that light happened. And I think it's beautiful because so much of what I do is very similar and that I myself have healed from my own traumas. And so I help walk along other women that are going through trauma, whether it's current or something that they're trying to heal from and knowing that it's okay. We've all had a past. We've all have our dark stories that we're not proud of. We don't want to talk about them because they're difficult. And while we don't have to necessarily heal from that, we just have to embrace that. That's just a part of our story. And it brought us to where we are and it's okay. It doesn't mean that we have to continue on with that, but the big picture is getting back to that alignment and tuning into you. And we get so lost in, you know, all of the things that we have, all the roles, all the hats that we wear, all the things that happen to us that are out of our control. And in all of that, we lose ourselves, and we feel like we can't ever get back to her because we feel guilty or we just make excuses. We don't have time. You know, I don't even know where to begin. So what, you know, what do I even do? And I think it's beautiful that you're helping women do just that is to come up out of that, whatever healing that needs to happen and understand that you're a beautiful soul and you have, so, you have the purpose here. And it's, it's really up to you to find out what that is. And I just love that hearing you, your whole story was just you saying, I'm comfortable with myself. I love myself. I am beautiful. And I am showing up authentically as myself. No fucks given, no apologies. This is who I am world, take it or leave it. But I feel so amazing because I'm living my truth. And I just think that's so beautiful. So do you want to talk about what you're doing now to help women do that same thing for themselves? 100%. Thank you so much for asking me that. And I love hearing about your journey so much and about what you're doing with women. I mean, healing trauma is like number one on the journey, right? Before you live your purpose, you got to heal the stuff that's holding you back. And for the most part, that's trauma and shadow work and somatic work and energy work and emotional healing. Like it's just so freaking important. So thank you so much for doing that work in the world. Um, yeah. So I today, um, in her alchemy, in my business, lead women on a path in business that is a path of liberation. And it's so funny because my, 
my big turning point in business was the same freaking turning point with my health. Like it's hilarious the way that it just repeated in my business. It was like, I started my business. I hired the typical business coach. I did what you're supposed to do. I created like an I help statement. I created a typical business plan. I created a content calendar. I was like, okay, I'm going to have my business on social media. We're going to move my in-person clientele to like, you know, both in-person and social. Like it was the kind of 2020 transition that everyone went through to like my in-person healing clients to, okay, I'm going to also do empowerment coaching. And, you know, that was online and all of that. Um, and so this whole world of online business was like so new to me. And I completely like got under this spell where I was like, I need to go on a press tour. I need to like do a TEDx talk. I need to, um, you know, get published in this magazine and in this magazine. And I need to have this business coach and I need to talk about this thing. I need to call myself a name that people will understand. Like, I think at the time I landed on spiritual leadership mentor, which is like not something that people really understand, but in my mind, and then, and then I kind of flopped to like empowerment coach. Cause that's a digestible thing that people understand. It made sense um, in your mind, but you're like, it, nobody else understands. No, saying. they're like, are you a, like Jehovah's witness? Like, what do you mean? Just spiritual leadership. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a leadership mentor that's spiritual. People didn't really get it. So I like transitioned into yeah. empowerment which is basically like what I do, you know, but, um, now you were told to do all these things and, you know, yeah, it didn't freaking work. I like was being talked to in my mind. I, um, wasn't really having it land in my body and in my heart. And also I wasn't just following my intuition and my own unique genius, which was spoiler alert, the key to having my business become actually successful. I completely rebelled at one point. I um, was like, you know what? Like, I can't. I I completely let go of this need to be liked and and acknowledged by the public. I understood that I'm a strange and unusual creature. Shout out. That's the name of my book. And I needed to own that in my business. And I am for a specific type of client. And hey, I'm not alone. There's many, many strange and unusual creatures like me. There's many women in business. Yeah, like you, there's many women who do not resonate with the narratives that are in the coaching industry of like how to have a successful business. Um, And it's actually maddening because it just, I think that's why I have so much passion about it actually, because it just mirrors to me like what happened to me in the first six months of my illness. Like it, it really is just, it comes from a good place, but if you're not meant for that path, it's truly just, I don't want to say a waste of time because nothing is a waste of time, but it, it's just, it's just a distraction from what you're really here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I rebelled and I was just like, you know what? I am going to call myself, whatever I want to call myself. I am going to do the most amazing empowerment coaching in the world. I am going to weave it into my spirituality. I am like the spiritual work that I do with women. I'm going to weave it into the energy work that I do with women. I'm not going to limit myself on like what to talk about. I'm not going to niche. I'm just going to be myself out loud and teach what I've embodied. I'm going to make courses on what I already know in my being. So they're not hard to teach. They're just literally me, you know, teaching women on what I've learned and what's in my soul and what I've embodied. Um, Yeah. And spoiler alert again, like it worked and I started getting more clients and I, oh, like sigh of freaking relief. It was like a million pounds were taken off my shoulders. I stopped working with coaches out of a place of like 
fear and need. And I only started working with mentors out of a place of attraction and like resonance instead and in desire. Um, just like, yes, like that woman is in her power and I'm in my power and she can teach me things that I don't know yet. And like stuff like that. Um, and I started trusting myself like hardcore and realizing that I'm a freaking genius. Every woman is a genius. It's just whether or not she's realized that or not. And if she's realized it, then great. Cause her business is about to explode. Right. Um, yeah. So the work that I do with women today is truly like rebellious entrepreneurship, like not doing things that the rest of the industry is doing just because they feel like that's what they need to do, but actually finding their own unique blueprint on what they're here to give to the world, what business path they are meant to follow, what message they are meant to, what, what message are they meant to give? You know what I mean? Um, and I work with women from the ground up. It's a lot of energy work. It's a lot of embodiment work. Uh, yes, we talk about feminine sales and magnetic, magnetic offer creation and, you know, having an offer suite that sets your soul on fire and how to brand it and how to market it. All of that I love because it feels like art to me. Um, but the biggest shifts that the women I work with have are when they really, A, understand something in their heart and in their body, B, when they trust themselves, and C, when their life reflects what their business stands for. Mm -hmm. So they are truly fully alive. Like they are living a life that they are proud of. They are living out their business values in their actual life. They, you know, are they're living in full color. And when a woman is fully alive, her business becomes abundant. Like that's just the pattern that I see like again and again and again. And we have this aliveness crisis where women are just thinking that they need to be successful through like listening to things in their mind and not really understanding it in their bodies. And like, it's just all this mind chatter that goes on in the space. But when a woman fully drops into her purpose and her body and she speaks her truth, even when her voice shakes and she doesn't give up because it's just who she is. Like she's just there, like there is no other path for her. This is her path and she's in it for the long game. She attaches to the bigger picture and her life is fully alive. Her business becomes this movement that is bigger than her. And it starts to hold her and, and, and God holds her and it's a soul led business and it starts to gain momentum and, and it works on her behalf when she's sleeping and clients start to magnetize to her and it becomes easy and natural, like something that you would see in nature, right? Like a flower blooms, not because someone says like, Hey, you know, this is how you bloom a bee pollinates you. And then your petals open and then, and the flower is just like, huh? Like I just paid 20 grand for this person to tell me how to bloom and I'm not blooming. Like what's wrong with me when actually it was the soil. Like we need to replace the soil. We need to make sure that you're getting sun and rain, AKA like inspiration, life force, the right support, um, energetic support, emotional support, embodiment, um, and also in an environment around, you know, the right kind of flowers. I love this metaphor, the right kind of flowers that you, need, <laughs> that you need to be around. And then she blooms naturally, almost like it's encoded into her DNA, almost like she was born for it, right? She, she needed nourished. She needed it from within, but she needed it from around her. And I just, that's so beautiful because it's so true. And we are often just following all the things and not really tuning in. And that's something that, 
you know, I talk about all the time is that is at the core of everything, whether it's a business or your personal life or your relationships or um, your career, all of it stems from you living that authentic truth with who you are. And it starts with tuning into those emotions. But for so many of us, and I know that, you know, we've both been there is a mess. Like, what does that even look like from somebody that is just getting started? What is your, what can you offer to a woman that's like, she knows that she's meant for more and she's just so caught up in like listening to everybody's advice. And, you know, maybe her partner isn't supportive of her going on this, you know, spiritual venture of finding herself. Maybe she doesn't give herself that time. Um, She doesn't know who she is anymore. What can she do to start? She can start by clarifying her core values. She can start by first clarifying her core values, um, leading the kind of life that she wants, like first organizing her life in a way that reflects her soul. She can go on a spiritual journey within and start really reclaiming her power as a woman, setting boundaries, setting expectations with her partner, like, hey, babe, I love you. I'm also meant for this extraordinary path and it's going to blow your freaking mind. And I would love it if you could support me along the way. So like fixing that whole situation with her heart and with her soul and vulnerably asking him to support him to support you in the way that you know you desire and um start teaching what you already know start sharing what is already on your heart start speaking about what's already alive for you because that's the magnetism it's in the life force energy on what's alive for you so like teaching on what you've already embodied having your message be about what's in your soul and, and speaking about and creating offers about, you know, what's alive for you and what you really understand in your heart and soul like that is half the battle, right? That's like really just like the juice of like what having a soul led business is all about. And the other half of the battle is really about mindset. Like, as you know, as an intuitive mindset coach, it's about confidence and it's about devotion, so staying in it until your flowers bloom, right? And and not getting discouraged by a launch that doesn't work out or not getting discouraged by not reaching your goals at X amount of time, because it will happen. It's inevitable. Like the difference between someone who succeeds as, as a soul-led business owner and the uh, you know, and someone who doesn't is a how much were they really in it with, with the full energy, full heart, body, soul, like no backup plan. Like this is it. And I trust myself. And also how long did they stay in it for, you know, what did they make it mean when they had a failed launch or they had, um, not the kind of outcome that they wanted for, for the post that they just put out or whatever, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And just, knowing that you are a genius and that you're extraordinary and that women need you. Like there are women who are waiting for you to step into your power fully so that they can find you. Like there are women waiting for you. You're going to change their lives. You're going to like impact them forever. And, And for me, like at the beginning, that's what I really needed to like hang on to when I was really just being like, okay, like, you know, this is really hard. Like having, you know, this is like, a, this is definitely a mindset game is just connecting to the heartbeats of the women that are meant for my work and loving them without even knowing them. And also picturing me when I'm 50, where am I? Oh, I'm still on this path. Hmm. Amazing. Guess I didn't give up. And, and also speaking about what's alive for me so that I never run out of energy in my business because it's literally just 
it's it's an ever flowing work of art. It's a it's a it's a co-creation with God. I'm I'm speaking on things that women need to hear. And I'm speaking on things that I've embodied and I'm and I'm good at it. So when I master something, I begin to teach it, right? And, and I hire people on things that I don't understand yet so that they can teach me and have it land in my body. And it's just, yeah, that's what I would say. Don't give up, honestly. And also just like, know plant that your success is inevitable. Yeah, plant yourself and watch yourself grow. But just to find that one light, that little, even if it's just a glimmer of light within you, to follow that because that's, what's going to lead you to that bigger light and that growth and that bloom. And I think that's just beautiful. Um, Megan, thank you so much for just your wisdom. And I can feel the energy and the emotions behind what you do, what you teach. Um, I can't wait to work with you further. And speaking of, can you really quick before we go talk about what it is that you're doing right now and where people can find you? Okay. So you can find me on my Instagram at Megan Claire Hatfield. I am doing a mastermind right now called the source mastermind, and it is a mastermind focused on breathing life into the woman behind the business or about life force energy, soul, deep sisterhood, erotic leadership, like leading with arrows and feminine magnetism, and also, um, uh, feminine magnetism click on the source mastermind. Um, and if you feel really pulled towards being in a space of women who, um, love you, support you and being led by a mentor who really believes in you and is breathing life into you and is coaching you on business, intimacy, leadership, and energetics and aliveness, um, go apply. And if, if it's aligned, if we're a match, then I will follow up with you. And that's the best way to work with me right now. Phenomenal. Everybody needs to go check it out. I'll put everything Megan in the show notes for the listeners that they can just go and check you out. So thank thank you you so much for being here. Um, and I can't wait to chat with you again and just watch you bloom even further. You too, my love. Thank you so much.